are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Tuesday, the free agency First day is done, and it was kind of wild for New Orleans. A bit of a questionable day, and a bit of a maybe considered rocky start for the Pelicans in free agency. Losing Lonzo Ball to the Chicago Bulls, getting Devontae Graham in a sign-and-trade, and at times a questionable sign-and-trade from the Charlotte Hornets. We're going to look at both of those moves, and then kind of look at the day as a whole, because it seems like this is setting up for other things to be coming for New Orleans and other moves to happen. And I'll explain specifically why that is in the third segment of today's show. We're going to start with Lonzo Ball, then we'll get into Devontae Graham. And it's going to be pretty positive about Devontae Graham, too. I do want to say, before we start, today's episode, by the way, is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I do want to say, when we look at all of these moves, losing Lonzo Ball, bringing in Devontae Graham... We're judging him in the moment, and that colors it to a certain degree because, again, there's more to come. And the other moves that might happen later might completely change the opinions on these two. It's just kind of how it goes doing a daily show. I can only kind of react in the moment while also prepping you and explaining why things might change in the future. So that's something to keep in mind. If you're furious about the day that happened yesterday, that's fine. But no more is probably coming that's going to maybe change your opinion. So keep that in mind when you're kind of forming your own thoughts on what went on yesterday in free agency. Because, yeah, it was a lot and kind of crazy. And on the surface, doesn't look very good for New Orleans. And we can start with the beginning news of the free agency period. And that was Lonzo Ball leaving, going to the Chicago Bulls. Within seconds, within 30 seconds of the clock striking 5 p.m. Central, Shams tweeted out that Lonzo Ball was going to the Chicago Bulls for four years and 46, 45, uh, sorry, four years, 85 million dollars. There it was. It's a lot of money, 21 and a half, uh, 21.25, 21 and a quarter million dollars for Lonzo Ball per season to the Chicago Bulls. It being a sign and trade meant that New Orleans wasn't going to match this restricted free agent offer. They could have, they could have kept him for that amount of money, but the Chicago Bulls wanted him there. He wanted to go there. New Orleans just felt that that was too much. It was really, really that simple. So coming back to New Orleans is Thomas, uh, Tomas Sadoransky, point guard, guard on the wing. He's big, 6'7". Garrett Temple, just a veteran NBA guy of LSU too, which is really good, and a second round pick. You've got to look at this one, first and foremost, not as a trade of Lonzo Ball for those assets. That's not what this was. Pelicans didn't have much leverage in this one. He wanted to go there. It was also over the price that they were willing to pay. They figured they tossed New Orleans some assets to kind of get it done because Chicago didn't really have the money under the salary cap to make this work, but they wanted to bring him in. This was basically the way they had to do it. You know what? It's it's not a great return. You just didn't have much leverage, and certainly the Pelicans could have matched. Could have found a way to bring Lonzo Ball back. There would have been some other 
tricky things there and he might have gone to another team who knows they could have brought him back essentially at that price but they clearly had a number they wouldn't go over they weren't going to pay Lonzo Ball 21.25 million dollars per season that was too much for them so they were going to just let him go and it was really as simple as that you know, we could see that the breakup between these two was happening over the offseason, despite the fact that, you know, Lonzo Ball expressed, according to David Griffin, that he wanted to stay here, despite the fact that, you know, you heard Zion Williamson say, I want him back, I like him, um, I hope he returns. For that price, you know, the streakiness, the fact that he's not a good on-ball defender, he's a good off-ball defender and help defender, that he's not a pure point guard, he's more of a wing like, I get it. I get why they, they let him walk, you know, for basically nothing in return. It's disappointing. If you thought that this was the way it was going to go, maybe you should have tried harder to move him at the trade deadline to get something in return because Sadoransky's on a one-year deal. Garrett Temple signed for two years, $5 million each. He's easy to move, and it's no big deal, and he's a useful guy to have around. Second-round pick really isn't valuable. They're, they're just essentially not getting anything in return for Lonzo Ball. It's kind of what what this one was. So it's clear the Pelicans just didn't think he was part of the future, didn't want to pay him that money, and let him go. Again, it's disappointing. You know, maybe they could have done something with Lowry Marketing. Maybe they still could do something with Lowry Marketing. Because again, we've said this is not, nothing's finalized yet. Nothing's going to be finalized for a little bit, and things are still evolving. And again, stay through the third segment, and I'll explain what I mean more about that. They're going to potentially be expanding that trade they made with the Memphis Grizzlies. So it's not just the Pels in Memphis anymore. There's three teams, four teams, five teams, six teams. This could be one of the most complicated things we've ever seen, and I'll explain why you're going to see a lot of that here in new uh, with the Pelicans and what they're looking to do. But Lonzo Ball gone, disappointing, not a great return on him, but you can't look at it like that. Essentially, he said, I don't want to be here. And if the Pelicans wanted to bring him back, they could have in an Eric Gordon-esque situation. But at a certain point, if you're trying to build a big culture around Zion Williamson, I don't even know if that's the move you wanted to go with. Disappointing that they didn't get something for him maybe earlier in the season at the trade deadline, but it just kind of is what it is. I'm, I'm not really a ton upset about that. It's when you start to factor in the next move and then kind of look at things that things start to get a little bit questionable and you start to wonder where New Orleans is going. And that's fair because we don't have all the answers just yet, but we're going to talk about Devontae Graham and that move, the big move so far for the Pelicans in terms of bringing players in. We'll talk about that coming up here next in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. But before we get back to that, this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Look, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. They're not going to know exactly what kind of trim and stuff you have on your car. They're going to have parts that generally fit but aren't that kind of exact OEM match. And that can be a big problem. It might work, but it you might need to kind of get it in there, make it fit a little bit better. You don't want to have to deal with some of that times. You just need a part that's going to keep your car running. Because if you try and take it to a shop or a new car dealership for repairs, they might not be able to see you for months. Call your place. They're not going to be able to get you in right away. That can be a problem. And if they do, you're going to pay way, way more just to keep your car running for work that you can do yourself. So save time and money when using rockauto.com. Do not choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. Order the AC compressor. Order all of my parts through rockauto.com to repair all three of the cars that we have here. They're the cheapest I've found by far. I promise. Whether you need tools 
to do some of the work. You can get them cheap there too. The parts, whether you need things like motor oil, windshield wiper fluid, all of it's going to be cheaper at rockauto.com because they're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years and their prices are reliably low for every single customer. So go to rockauto.com and explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. All right, continuing to talk about the Pelicans in the first day of free agency. Question marks all around, like question marks all around about what they're doing. But the one move we really can't evaluate because this is the guy that is for sure going to be on the team next year is Devontae Graham, point guard from the Charlotte Hornets. The Pelicans acquired him later in the evening in a sign-in trade with the Charlotte Hornets to bring him over. They're going to be paying him about $11.75 million per season, four years, $47 million. Overall, it's a pretty good contract. On the surface, I like Devontae Graham for the most part. I don't think he's a paradigm shift, a game changer, the likes of, say, a Malcolm Brogdon or a Kyle Lowry. More on Brogdon in a minute. But clearly, once the Pelicans kind of struck out on Kyle Lowry, they were left going for plans B, C, D, and all of that. Lonzo Ball leaving made that not really an option for them anymore. So they looked to other guys. And you heard links of Devontae Graham to the Pelicans throughout the day. And it was clearly something and someone that they were very keen and very high on. So they brought him in. And you can, on, on the surface, you can really, really see why. This is a guy who at 26 years old, so a little bit older, is going to be entering his fourth season next year. He's played three years in the league right now. And two years ago, he broke out in 2019-2020 with the Charlotte Hornets. 18 points per game, seven and a half assists. He took over nine threes per game, shot the ball at 37.3%. That's really good, making three and a half threes per game. He's got some playmaking. He can get to the line a decent bit and shoots a good number from the free throw line. He also takes deep threes. And I think that's a big thing too. Last season, by the way, with a role being kind of changed, starting, but also coming off the bench, not being the primary ball handler now that they had LaMelo ball in Charlotte and being more of an off ball shooter, 14.8 points per game, 5.4 assists, not as the primary ball handler either. And he shot from the, uh, from three, 37 and a half percent rounded up 38% on almost nine attempts per game, making 3.3s per game. Those are good numbers. Those are really, really high volume. And when you look at his numbers in catch-and-shoot situations, he's excellent. 42.6% last season in catch-and-shoot threes, 41.8% the season before that. He's one of the better catch-and-shoot guys in the league when it comes to three-pointers. And guess what? He is going to get a ton of open threes in the catch-and-shoot situations because you're playing alongside a guy like Brandon Ingram and, more importantly, Zion Williamson. He's going to get all the catch-and-shoot threes he could possibly want. I like that. You needed to add more shooting to this team. The Pelicans did it at a pretty good contract for that guy. Right around $12 million per season. I think that's a fine number for what he gives the team. He also has some decent playmaking in him. Those assist numbers are no joke. He doesn't drive a ton, but he doesn't mind trying to get downhill and at least bend a defense a little bit, at least when he's been some of the uh, the primary ball handler at times. Um, He's not necessarily a shot creator for himself. 
He certainly is mainly a catch and shoot guy. His numbers in pull up situations are not good. So if the game is in the you know fourth quarter and he's trying to kind of create for others, we have a problem here. He should be the outlet guy for the Pelicans, and if he's doing all of that. Yeah, I think he's going to be able to do incredibly well. I'm trying to pull up his drive numbers as I'm recording this right now so that we can kind of see what some of these are. And I can't remember what they were at the, at the top of my head. 5.6 drives per game. So really around the same as Lonzo Ball. So essentially just a really good shooter that can do a little bit of playmaking. And I think, cool, I think that works. He's cheap. He's significantly cheaper than Lonzo Ball is. I like what he brings. Like, I, I do like the shooting. I like that at times he's aggressive and doesn't mind trying to get to the line. He does not finish well around the rim. He does not shoot well inside the paint whatsoever or inside the three-point line whatsoever. But look, he's going to be able to drain threes, and the volume that he does means that teams are going to have to account for him or they're going to get burned. And he's not streaky like Lonzo Ball is. He's just a consistently really good three-point shooter on the perimeter. I like that. And then we ma I mentioned the deep threes he takes. You've got to account for him kind of far away. He doesn't mind taking deep, deep threes here. So if you can get him going in the pick and roll, and he runs the pick and roll at times above average, not, not elite by any stretch with it. I wouldn't even necessarily call him good at being a pick and roll guard. That probably stems from his problems finishing at the rim and finishing inside the three-point line. But teams kind of worry about him. He at least has a better handle. He doesn't turn the ball over as much as Lonzo Ball. So certainly you can try and do something with him in there in, in a two-man game with Zion Williamson. But if you run really, really far out pick and rolls with him and Zion around the three-point, line or beyond that he can make those threes if you sag off him and give him that space to take away Zion rolling from beyond the three-point line there's something to be said for that it's it's a tool that's going to make this Pelicans offense better and probably be better than what Lonzo Ball would have given you defensively it, there's not a lot he's not good there Lonzo Ball is better and I don't think Lonzo Ball is an amazing defender by any stretch I don't think this Pelicans team really cares about defense right now. I, You know, at least with what we've seen them do so far, let's say, because we're going to talk more about that coming up next. It's a guy that's going to really put pressure on the defenses. They're going to improve in that area. The issue I have with this deal is not the money, not the player necessarily. It's giving up the, uh, it's what the Pelicans gave up in the signing trade. Their own 2022 First round pick. It's lottery protected. So if the Pelicans make the playoffs, it's going to convey to the Charlotte Hornets. But I don't think Devontae Graham is such a paradigm shift or such a game changer for New Orleans that it's going to significantly elevate this team. This team that I'm looking at right now, right now, there's more to come and we'll talk about that. But right now, I don't see this team being that 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 much better than what they were last season playing tournament yeah probably get out of the playing tournament into the playoffs yeah probably are they gonna get out of the first round no like not at all with this team that they have that's a bit of a problem that you gave up a first round pick so yes maybe you get into the eighth spot and you get swept in the first round you just conveyed to the charlotte hornets 16 17 18 in the draft for Devonte graham who doesn't kind of make you a title contender or doesn't make you a second round playoff team. I think that's a lot to give up. And when you factor in that they gave up the Lakers 2022 pick to the Memphis Grizzlies in that trade. So the Pelicans don't have any picks in the first round 
in the 2022 draft. That means due to the rule that you must have, a, you can't trade, you can't have two drafts basically without having a first round pick or owe them consecutively. The Pelicans cannot trade their own 2023 first round pick in the middle of next season, say at the trade deadline to give this team some help. So you severely limit the other moves that you could make for Devontae Graham. To me, he's not worth that. So on the surface of it, from that perspective, I don't quite like it. I like him as a player, but just not in a sign-and-trade situation where you give up that pick. That means you again can't trade your 2023 pick. If they had just cleared the cap space to sign him outright, you'd not hear me complain at all about this move. But they deliberately, sorry, deliberately did it as a sign-and-trade. And that's where I want to go to in the next segment. They could have cleared the cap space for him and not given up a first-round pick. So first-round pick for him is really freaking questionable. It is. There's no other way to put it, especially when you factor in that stuff about the 2023 pick for Devontae Graham. He's not that big of a a player and that much of a game-changer to elevate you so much that this was worth it. You need to get more out of trading those picks. And the Pelicans have not done a good job of that going back to the Steven Adams deal. But this probably means there's more. And so I'm going to go into that in the next segment because this is where things get really, really interesting with what's going to potentially happen for the Pelicans. So that's coming up next. This is the segment you want to stay tuned for if you want to know more about what's going to happen in free agency coming up here next on today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The NBA season might be over, but player props are out there right now. You can get in on basically all of the action on any player you're feeling really, really good about. You feeling good about Trey Murphy the third? You can probably bet on that. You feel good? I saw the Evan Mobley over/under on rebounds. I like that one too. I think the over. All of that, you can get in on the action over at betonline.ag, so don't sit on the sidelines anymore. So head to their their website using your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON over at BetOnline. Use it again, promo code LOCKEDON for some free money over at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, continuing to talk about the Pelicans in free agency, a really questionable First day, losing Lonzo Ball, whatever. It was the Devontae Graham deal that kind of makes you, like, I don't know what's going on. First round pick for him when you could have signed him outright by clearing cap space, particularly after losing Lonzo Ball, is really, really questionable. But I do think it was very deliberate. So let's break this down. If you listen to the show on Monday talking about an over-the-cap team or an under-the-cap team, right? And the differences between them and what they're trying to do. That's where this is going to start to get interesting because by doing this as a signing trade, I think the Pelicans, it is very clear, the Pelicans are trying to operate as an over-the-cap team. What this means is that this signing trade for Devontae Graham has a very good chance of being rolled into, and the Lonzo Ball signing trade too, being rolled into the trade they made with the Memphis Grizzlies. The one that sent Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe and the 10th overall pick to Memphis for Valanciunas and the 17th overall pick plus a future Lakers pick. That's probably going to be just the starting point. And Devontae Graham's going to be included in that. Lonzo Ball might be included in that. Both the Charlotte Hornets and the Chicago Bulls are going to be included in that. Depending on how that trade take kind of works out, 
and it might not be, depending on how that trade works out, they might have a trade exception that the Pelicans could absorb Devontae Graham into since it's a sign-in trade. Basically, when you get an exception, it's just kind of this thing you have and you can just absorb someone into it. By doing all of this, basically it means the Pelicans could potentially add another $20 million or so player into this trade. There's a lot going on here. So maybe the Devontae Graham deal gets rolled into that. If that happens, that's fine too. But it also could mean that the Pelicans still can add someone who's owed $20 million. They can add that player who's owed $20 million because their operator is an over-the-cap team, which means they keep their mid-level exception, the non-taxpayer mid-level exception, the biggest one, and the biannual exception. So you could still have a $20 million player coming in Another guy on the mid-level exception that's essentially making $10 million a year. And then the biannual exception, which is $3.5 million a year. They can add significantly big players in that. You could put Larry Markkinen into the mid-level exception, particularly because it looks like his market is starting to dry up. So while I don't like giving up the first-round pick to Devontae Graham, if it means that it allows them to add a $20 million player... If it means that they can add another $10 million player too, and those are significant players, then I feel much, much better about it. Because then it's that Devontae Graham isn't the biggest piece that the Pelicans added. It's whoever that $20 million you know, mystery player X is. Is that Malcolm Brogdon? Because he fits into that. Is it someone else? That, I think, is one of those things that could really expand this deal. And that's why I've said, and they wouldn't be able to do that necessarily unless they operated as an over-the-cap team, meaning they had to essentially get the Charlotte Hornets to agree to a sign-and-trade and not just absorb and not just use salary cap space on a guy like Devontae Graham. There's a lot of, lot of moving parts here. So we're not done with free agency for New Orleans, even if the first day looks really confusing and on the surface, it looks pretty awful. So there's still more to come. So you might be freaking out. Maybe you love it too. There's a whole lot more. And I think that's a real big part of this, that we need to kind of evaluate this once the dust all settles. You can agree to all of these all out there right now. And then you process them in the order that you need to process them. Basically, you go to the league and go, hey, I got all these trades. Here's the order we're going to do them in. It makes it work with the salary cap and the collective bargaining agreement. Cool. We're good. That's how this gets done. Which means that until they line up all of these deals, it's going to be a little bit confusing as we try and piece things together. Because on the surface, trading a pick for a guy like Devontae Graham that you didn't need to trade a pick to isn't, isn't a good deal, right? You could just sign him. You didn't need to give that up. Or you could use the pick on something else. But anyway, so it means there's probably more coming. Otherwise, it's just a piece of bad GMing by David Griffin and the rest of the front office. I don't think that they're making mistakes that bad. Uh, or that they would make those mistakes that bad. Clearly, free agency didn't go the way they wanted without Kyle Lowry coming to New Orleans, going to the Miami Heat instead. So there's more to come. So yes, while we're railing on some of these moves, and I'm not thrilled about the situation they put themselves in right now when it comes to Devontae Graham and the future draft picks and all of that, because look, that's one draft pick that you can't use to get a guy like Bradley Beal or Damian Lillard. And it must mean New Orleans doesn't think they can get those guys if they're including that in there too it's a bit disappointing but there's also other players that maybe you could go and get 
But this takes away not just one asset, but also the 2023 pick as well, at least in the moment. That's a little rough and limits some of the ceiling that the Pelicans could have with this roster. So that's not a great thing, but there's more moves to come most likely. And that's when we're truly going to be able to evaluate what 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 the Pelicans did on the first day of free agency. Right now, though, it's eyebrow raising, borderlining on poor, even if I like Devontae uh, Graham in a vacuum. But we'll see. There's a whole lot more to come, which means you need to subscribe to Locked On Pelicans, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's the podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. Please subscribe to both. Support the show. Look, we're here like late this is a, it's 11:20 when i'm recording this so i you know could wait to see if other moves got made rather than just trying to go to bed early and i'm tired so please support the show tell your friends about the show subscribe wherever you get your podcast leave a five-star review with a comment you want to know all of the things going on with this team they're all there that's a really important thing so please subscribe to the show and as always i'm your host jake madison at nola jake on twitter I'll be back with you all tomorrow to, I don't know, break down who knows what. We're going to have to play that one by ear and see what the Pelicans do.